This is Nobody Likes Casey McLean, with your host, the one and only person who thinks this podcast should exist, Casey McLean. Hello and welcome to the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. This is Casey McLean. I'm Casey McLean, right here. You might be seeing me on video for the first time, by the way. Uh, this podcast, I'm going to start putting the, the episodes on YouTube. I, I'm i not doing a Zoom anymore. I was doing a complicated chain. Nobody gives a shit about this, by the way. Nobody cares about the chain of production, but I was doing something more complicated. Now I'm just using StreamYard. If you're out, uh, if you're, uh, we're not sponsored by StreamYard, by the way, um, but it's much easier. So today's guest is Todd Royce. He is a stand-up comedian. He's a uh, a budding TikTok sensation, I would say. <laughs> we talked a lot about TikTok on this episode. I really like TikTok. Uh, I'm not happy that I like TikTok because you're right. It's an enormous waste of time. Everybody out there criticizing me. It's an enormous waste of time. And yet, I love it. I just, I enjoy, it's fun. It's also, like, uh, pretty easy for someone of, like, no fame to build a little bit of a following. As Todd Royce is a great example of that. I have, like, 1,500 followers. Follow me on TikTok, by the way, at the Casey McLean. Follow Todd at Todd Royce XXL. I believe we're both those things on all platforms. So check us out on both of those. And, uh, you know, I think Todd is going to... He's it's popping for Todd right now. His his is whatever. I'm not saying he's going to be like the next Jake Paul, but he's got you know thirty thousand followers or whatever, and he's really there's a he's got a weird devoted fan base. <laughs> he gets upset. There's this thing on uh, TikTok. If you're not on TikTok, it's well, I mean, I guess it's on other platforms too. But it's you go live, and these people like Todd, and it's weird. It's there. I don't like Todd as much as these people like Todd. So, anyways, please, <laughs> please, what a ringing endorsement. All right, please just enjoy this podcast. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you're listening, if you're watching this and you've never listened to the audio version, there's like 30 more episodes just on audio. Um, if you're listening, please uh, continue whatever. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Check out the YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube. Um, go to my Patreon. Just, uh, there's not really anything, no benefit to it. Just give me, uh, support me and I'll put some benefits up there. If we, if there's a, if there starts to be a little bit of a, uh, following there, I'll happily record extra episodes or whatever you want. So thank you for whatever you want, whatever you want. I'm going to make Patreon like my only fans. All right. Thank you, uh, for listening, for watching. Please subscribe, tell a friend, a loved one, a coworker, someone you hate. I don't care. And uh, please enjoy Todd Royce. That's better. All right. Um, I just got done doing another podcast, by the way, that I was like unplanned. They just asked me to do it, and I happened to be at my computer. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm uh, I'm in mid podcast form. Oh shit! Nice. Who was that with? 
Uh, it was with, I'll tell you after, cause it's not like they haven't announced they're doing a podcast yet. So it oh. was like, a, I actually bet it won't come out. I think they were just trying to test out some, some shit. I don't know if my episode will come out period, but that's always the best, especially if they don't tell you that going in. Like I did yeah. a, um, when I first started in wrestling, we got hired to do a movie and uh, I was super excited about it, you know, like just like maybe three months into wrestling and I was all excited to actually get a chance to do some sort of movie. It was just going to be like wrestling scenes. So they had us put on matches in this little warehouse where there was like five people in the audience and we're like, okay, so we do this match and we were like, you know, trying to show off. They said, just carte blanche, whatever you want. We're doing dives and we're doing like hitting each other with chairs and all that sort of stuff. Come to find out, they didn't film any of us. They just filmed the audience. They just wanted the audience reaction. Oh. And I was like, "What? These people are fucking actors. Have them act like they were watching it. Like we didn't have to go out there and do this match." Wow. I, I my only moment like that that's like really disappointing because this was, uh, this was a podcast that I I like knew about, so I was kind of aware that this might not get released. Um, but I had a. I did uh, New Year's Eve a couple years ago at Tacoma Comedy Club with Robert Kelly. Are you familiar with oh, Robert yeah. Kelly? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite comics, one of the best comics ever. And uh, I know he likes cigars. And so as a way of, uh, you know, luring him into my fucking life, I uh, was like, <laughs> hey, I, I have some cigars. You know, I had just happened to buy a humidor the amount of days in advance that you would need to buy a humidor and a couple cigars <laughs> the amount of days in advance. They just happen to be sitting in the humidor the amount of days that they should be sitting in a humidor. And uh, you know what? I might take this back. I think I might like the the headphones better. I, I oh, know I'm annoyed. Yeah, it's I can hear myself a lot on your side. Can you put it back in? I bet it'll happen quickly, right? It won't, it won't ruin it. I'm not editing this for the record. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, can keep this in yeah this is uh this this okay, sexiness so what i'll do sorry this will be a little annoying for a second but what i'll do is i'll try to gimmick this right here so that my beard doesn't oh, scratch against it look at that fucking uh, <laughs> a, a lab just like a like a personal lab mic <laughs> that's um great. that's which great, i actually have move. but then i won't be able to hear you True. You know what I'm gonna now what I'm gonna do is take this fucking uh echo cancellation shit off. We're gonna really fucking we're gonna go raw and hard is what we're gonna do. Just the way I like it. So now that I've interrupted this story, so I I, I lured Robert Kelly into my life with uh with some cigars and it's New Year's and we had we were like had been in our house for uh this is how much I love Robert Kelly. I told Robert Kelly that we were having a baby like my wife was pregnant in uh we found out she was pregnant in november and the end of december you're not supposed to tell fucking anybody right. i was like i was like bobby my wife's pregnant and he's like oh congratulations like it's like a goddamn italian man <laughs> telling me like, he's irish and italian anyway so i it's like zero degrees out and i uh we go into my garage and smoke cigars and he's like hey man you know what we'll do is we'll film it i'll set you up and we'll film it for my uh for my patreon and so what happened was I'm not quite sure. There's like two possible options. Either partway through, he's like, this fucking sucks. And I'm not going to put this on my Patreon. <laughs> so, oh, I'm going to go look at my phone and there's technical issues. Sorry, Casey. Right. Or another thing is, I mean, it's possible because I, I'm a, I was like nervous that I set up, uh, the setup was fucked up. So what's funny though is, 
so he's got this video he thought he had video and then two like really good lav mics on us while we're smoking cigars in my by the way just disgustingly dirty garage i'm kind of glad in retrospect (laughs) that people didn't get to see the inside of my garage but what i do have from that is it starts with i started i set my phone i was like we start the interview and i pick up my phone and i'm doing something he goes am i already boring you and at that moment, I started recording backup audio on my phone. Oh, wow. So <laughs> he never released it. However, I have like 45 minutes of Bobby Kelly and I on my phone. And so one day, if I ever have enough fucking patrons, I'm going to release it on my Patreon or something like that. I was just going to say, so what you technically have is a classic lost episode with Bobby Kelly. Yes, exactly. That he doesn't know, he didn't know it was going to be an episode of my podcast when we recorded it. But now, maybe when, maybe the reason why he didn't want to release it is maybe what were the cigars you got? Were they the, just the perfectos or did oh. you actually get like oh. really? <laughs> no, no, Todd. This is how much I love Bobby Kelly. I looked up what cigar won like the best cigar of 2018 or something like that. And it was a uh, My Father like 1921 torpedo uh yeah. roll dude and i'm i like cigars but i'm not like i'm not in love with cigars and this is actually i will say this like uh um he did bring me a cigar to like the show that night also which by the way i went from i smoke like two cigars a year right to two cigars in one day was a fucking lot right. um <laughs> and I, I used to smoke cigarettes and i chewed tobacco so it's not like but a cigar is a different ball game, you know? See, it's weird because, like, I I always hated cigarettes, I think, because my mom smoked them, just chain-smoked sure. them. You know, in the 80s, so it was, like, in the car, everywhere. She didn't give a shit. She'd be, like, three feet away from you and just blow smoke in your face. And, um, but when I was 16, I was so obsessed with comedy and especially, like, older comedians. Like, me and my grandma would sit and watch George Burns constantly. So I always had the the cigar, like, the lounge comedian with a cigar. So for my 16th birthday, I asked for some cigars, and I've been smoking those ever since. But I only, I still only do, like, maybe maybe six or seven a year. So when you say you've been smoking those, did your grandma buy you 400 cigars? Or <laughs> okay. it's just the, that brand of cigar? <laughs> yeah, and they, you know what? They don't, they don't age well either. I mean, this is like 30 years ago. No, um, no, as a matter of fact, I... If you I, knew anything about cigars, Todd, you know that they do <laughs> age well. You can't age a cigar, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the Perfecto was the brand, like for years, I loved those. And then I made the mistake of going up to a more expensive, higher brand. And then uh, I tried to go back to Perfecto, and I could never do that again. I see. Oh, wait, look at this. Wow, look at this. Jeez. All right, now we're back. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to find the cigar that I'm talking about and, uh, nice. and share the screen. I'm trying to, you know, our friend, our mutual friend, uh, it's, oh, yeah, here it is, baby. We're going to pull it up. Um, all right, now I'm going to share the screen. This is great pod. I'm trying. This will be more seamless <laughs> at some point in my life. For now, it's it's just fucking. It's going to be what it's going to be. You see that? You see that, Todd? Oh, that is a that's a nice looking cigar. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, now I lost my goddamn stream yard. I suck at this, Todd. I suck at this. That's fine. I just took a screenshot of that because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give that a shot. Something. Well, I actually, just bought a humidor. Oh really? I have. I might have an extra one in the humidor next time we're around each other. Perhaps we could. Uh, 
We could blaze up some cigar. Does anyone call it blazing up a cigar? I think we should call it blazing up. <laughs> I think if we said that we we're blazing up, we'd have a lot more comedians joining us, though. That's that's true, and I I don't know that we want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I like your company so much. Sure. Well, no, I, I was surprised that that was almost an invitation to hang out. <laughs> uh, the problem with the problem with cigars is that's a long commitment to hang out with somebody. Yeah, yeah. You better make sure that you're you're uh, like I've only really smoked cigars with uh, like really close friends, and then my wife when we were in Vegas because I didn't have anyone to hang out with, so she came with me and she smoked the cigar, which surprisingly a lot hotter than I thought it would be. I didn't think that I would. Uh, I would think, I mean, it makes sense, but I just, it, it didn't click that it would be, but yeah. watching her smoke that cigar was a, a treat. I, the only time I've ever seen my wife smoke a cigar was we were at a wedding and she like had had a couple drinks <laughs> and uh, by a couple, I mean, we're into the half dozen plus range nice. <laughs> and she, cause I don't think she's ever smoked a cigarette or anything. Maybe, maybe weed, but I don't, not even probably really weed. And uh, she pulled. Yeah, I agree. Like when I like seeing your wife in a bridesmaid's dress, smoking a cigar, pretty pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate that. Uh, I didn't hate that at all. No, the last. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say you mentioned uh, chewing tobacco as well. Is that yeah? You did that for a while. Yeah, I chewed for like eight full years without any stops, and then I would smoke sometimes because I smoked a lot of the time, but I would I would really go heavy on smoking when my mouth got fucked up from... Because you I don't, have you ever chewed? Well, I tried. I tried okay. really hard to chew. Well, so then you're not going to relate to this specific thing, which is <laughs> right. when you chew a lot, you will rub parts of your mouth raw, basically. Jesus. And, and so when that... Because I was like, dude, I was going to college. I was working... Uh, like 10 or 12 hour shifts depending and then going to college in the off in like the the other part of the day um depending on if it was nights or days and you know trying to get as much sleep as i possibly could in between so i was like treating my body with nicotine to stay awake so i always had some form of nicotine coursing through my veins right and uh so but let me let me tell you a thing about cigars real quick and then i want to hear about the one time you pushed out on uh <laughs> so i i've only ever been to vegas one time and when i what? went there i know i'm not a so here's the thing now that i don't smoke if if i still smoked vegas would be a paradise right uh, because especially in washington state you can't smoke indoors anymore i remember we celebrated the last day no nobody else in the world was celebrating this by the way but the last day that you could smoke indoors in washington state my friends and i went to a strip club and just chain smoked cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> I think we were, I think we were twenty or something like that. You could, I mean, obviously Washington State strip clubs, you can't drink in, um, right? And so, anyways, I went there and I didn't smoke anymore at the time. And I, I had a, it was just a couple of years ago, and um, I, a buddy of mine was already there and he won a bunch of money on uh, like the slots. And he's like, dude, my wife is not. I don't want my wife to know that I won this money. So we're going to spend all of this money tonight. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was like 500 bucks among like six dudes. Right. Right. So that can, I mean, that'll buy you some drinks and he sure. bought like everybody cigars, but I really underestimated the like living in cigarette smoke and then smoking a cigar. And then, you know, you're, you're a guy of a certain size. When I drink a certain amount, my, uh, my sleep, 
my snoring like quadruples. Right. And uh, by, when I woke up in the morning, between the cigarette smoke, the cigar, and all the alcohol, it felt like my throat was completely closed off and just like, you know, just barely letting burps of air out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially uh, that happens a lot too, even if you're just not experienced with cigars, which I had forgotten about until my wife had that cigar. And then for the next couple of days on her Vegas vacation, her throat was killing her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't feel sick at all. She's like, I think it's from the cigar. And I was like, oh, it's definitely from the cigar. And she was like, you're aware of this? And you didn't tell me that I was going to spend <laughs> a couple of days of our vacation just completely with a horse throat? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, I think going through, again, like following New Year's, I was in pretty rough shape. Uh, the New Year's, New Year's Eve that I smoked two cigars. That was a lot for one day, like yeah. I said. And my yeah. throat was just a fucking manhole cover, basically. Um, but let's hear, uh, by the way, I hope, please, please leave that analogy alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know really why, but I got this thing where I just decided I, I really wanted to try chewing tobacco. I had a lot of friends who did it. And so I went out, uh, before a, a trip down to Portland for wrestling, I went out and bought a can and I'm driving down I-5, and I put a dip in my mouth, and I'm just, uh, I'm driving, and all of a sudden, it feels like some massive person is pu is pushing down on my shoulders, to the point where, like, I barely had enough control of my arms to pull the car, car off the side of the road. Oh, you were driving? I was driving. I had no idea that, the, like, I didn't think that this shit was going to affect me at all. It was like, oh, it's mint flavored. This will be fun. And yeah. I'll, I have my little bottle here, so I'll spit. And so then, like, it took me a while to recover. I got back in the car. I drive down. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm never trying that again. Something's wrong with me. And so I get to the wrestling show, and I'm like, well, I already bought it, so I might as well show <laughs> show it. So I put another dip in, and I walk in, and people are like, wow, I didn't know that you, you uh, chewed tobacco and all this shit. And then I walked directly back to the dressing room, spit it out, fucking dizzy, just all this. So the next day, I go to work. And I'm talking to a friend of mine who uh, does chew. And I told him about it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's what happens when you first start. He's like, yeah. you have to just power your way through it. So I went out and I bought another can, wow. went home, sat down on my couch, put the dip in and sat there. I turned pasty white. I'm sweating, like cold sweat. I finally got up and had to like make my way. I was all dizzy. I had to make my way into the bathroom to vomit. And then I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this just isn't worth it. Yeah, that's, uh, oh man, I remember very distinctly the first time I was at my friend Matt Johnson's house, um, his parents, he chewed, he had been chewing for a long time. No, that's not even true. The first time I chewed, I was at my friend Derek's house and, uh, now am I supposed to know these guys? Or? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, our buddies, Matt and Derek. Sure, um, sure. Matty. So we were, we were drinking first time i ever chewed we were drinking aftershock do you remember aftershock yes um and i took a dip of copenhagen long cut like long cut not the pouches normally people start with pouches right but i right was drunk and uh i was it was around the time my parents were getting divorced so i was really going through those like early stage like rebellion or like the you know like the i was like a pretty good kid before this and then when right. they started getting divorced when they were going through the process i went a little wild you know what i mean like and so 
anyways, I drank like way too much aftershock and I put this uh, dip in my mouth. And I remember very distinctly, like I didn't realize either that it had like such an effect because it's, I would later, I, this is what I'll equate it to is if for people who haven't done it, it's like being drunk for a half hour. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you went from having zero alcohol in your system to having like six shots in your system for just a half hour. And then after that, it's like kind of fine. You're not great, but it's like kind of fine. You're not drunk for the rest of the night. Uh, so I didn't realize that. And I remember holding my lip over the toilet in my, in my friend Derek's house, just like shake. Cause I, I'm too drunk. I mean like, and I'm getting it all in the back of my, you know, it's like fucking disgusting, especially at that point. I never reached a point. There's people who like swallow the juice. I yeah. never reached, they called it's called gutting. I never reached the point. Hold on. I got a text from my wife to read. Uh, very excited. Okay. I, uh, let's see. Um, all right. Very important information on that text. Uh, <laughs> that was really cool. I thought you were going to read it. Like I thought we were having a breaking no, news right here. I, I, you know, those texts that you're like, um, you're not quite sure if you'll get judged on them or not. It's, uh, <laughs> we ate dinner around six. My wife did not put the leftovers away. So rather than putting the leftovers away, she said, "If you think they're still going to be good, you can put them away when you come down." So they're going to have they're going to get to sit for another hour before we make the decision on them. Before we yeah, make the call, maybe they're good now. But... Yeah, their chances are better now than sure, they would will absolutely. be an hour from now. I think actually food safe rules that would probably be fine. And you know what? Who can't handle some food poisoning right now? Where am I going to go? Right, exactly. It would help you with a little weight loss. <laughs> not saying that you need it. I'm not saying that at yeah, all. Yeah, of but... course, of course. So I remember the next time I chewed, it was pouches because that was like, you know, I really went straight into the pros. Like a lot of people will start with like the mint flavored stuff, like you said. But my friend Matt was like, you know, trying to be a country guy. And so he was Copenhagen long cut, Copenhagen snuff. He gave me uh, Copenhagen black pouches, which are like bourbon soaked. Jesus. Uh, well, they, you don't actually have bourbon, but it's like, or right. maybe they do. I don't even know what the fuck. They, I don't know how they flavor them that way. They're bourbon flavored. So yeah, it's like, I'm not getting, you know, you're drinking like the equivalent of a banana daiquiri when you, <laughs> when you drink mint, you know what I mean? When you're chewing yeah. the equivalent of a banana daiquiri, I went straight into like taking shots of whiskey, which doesn't make me a better person, uh, by the way. Just more I, of a man. Is yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, more of a sure. man. You survived uh, the straight whiskey and I was tapping out at a wine cooler. Yeah. So he, he gave me a half a can of that. And I remember going like, I really like this, but obviously I don't want to be addicted to this. And so I was like, I'll just do one a night. You don't get addicted off one a night. And then, you know, obviously one a night turns into two a night turns into, you know, I'm, you know, and I was like 16 till 24. I was chewing every single day, basically. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't get too far into it or even my cigars or whatever, because I like to live a very healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I and so, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be putting that stuff in my body all the time. So. Your body is a temple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think your body's a mega church. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fucking good about that one. <laughs> oh good. man. Ah, <clears throat> uh, um, Anyway, you know what I want to talk to you about for this is uh, Sopranos. No, we don't need to do. <laughs> I think the last time we talked on here, you maybe had like twenty five hundred TikTok followers. 
<laughs> right. And now you've increased that tenfold. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got to, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about other things also, but I'm, you have been a guy, I've talked to you a lot in the last couple, I can't make fun of you about TikTok because I check it 750 times a day <laughs> and uh, because I had a minor amount of success. That's the worst thing. It's <clears throat> the first time my mom went to the casino, I told her, I was like, the worst thing that can happen is if you win, because if you win, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than just having free money, right? Like that's why right. we all want this stimulus check. Give me that fucking $1,400. Cause then right. I can go spend it on something and not feel guilty about it. Right. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing. So if you win money at the casino, there's no better feeling. And I think that that's true of TikTok also. Like if, if I had just never had a video pop off at all, I probably still would be checking TikTok once a week. Oh, uh, absolutely. I'd, I'd be poo-pooing it as an app telling, you know, like, look at this fucking Todd Royce on TikTok. He's really <laughs> making a name for himself on TikTok. This fucking hack piece of shit. That's what I love because it feels like that. It almost felt like that's what it was at the beginning when you first. I don't know if it was when you first started on TikTok, but like we we're talking pretty early on when you got on. And then I was like, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that I, you know, like I, I it's always like, oh, God, Casey's on there and uh you know this guy's on there this person's on there and i'm like what am i doing but then you know finally when the numbers start going up then i can be like oh well fuck it who cares this is yeah i mean i do i would say (laughs) 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 there are there are certainly parts of tiktok not just your tiktok but also your tiktok (laughs) that i hope you don't try to translate to a live stage because i think that they will be uh, I'm not even saying they won't work, by the way. I just no, think that I, it'll be embarrassing from for your fellow comics, or you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think, and, and that was the thing. Like when I first started with TikTok, it was a hundred percent. I was thinking, okay, this is I'm I'm a stand-up comedian doing the or like you know someone who wants to be a professional stand-up comedian doing this as a way to try to reach out to people, and no one cared. Uh-huh. And then I got into this other stuff, and I do you know this the stuff that I do on TikTok. I, I I will say that it does show my my real personality. So that part mm-hmm. of it, you know, like there'll be I don't think anybody who watches me on TikTok will necessarily come and see me uh, do stand up and then be like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. But I'm not also going to be standing up on stage going, what's that? And yeah, uh, so, so you found a gimmick. So I want to describe your gimmick in a way. Let me do okay. it. Not All you. Right, sure, sure. Um, but I also, I'm going to give it a, what's going to sound like a, not a compliment, but I'll explain why it is a compliment. It's a lot of, there's a lot to go before you talk is what okay. I'm saying. So you do this thing where you start saying something like kind of controversial or obviously wrong. And then you look off screen to obviously not somebody that's there. And you say, what's that? This person's correcting you. Then you, you know, it's like a funny, a funny response. You say the thing they say, you always repeat the thing they say. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, I would say that what I would equate it to is Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Red. (laughs) Now, let me tell you that I actually think people misunderstand how brilliant Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Redneck thing is or how brilliant a comic it shows that he is. Because I'm not saying you're that brilliant, by the way. Damn, I just want that to make was that so clear close. At the beginning. I know you saw my nod. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched your your fucking mood start to change, and I hated it. I didn't like it at all. 
But I think the thing that people don't appreciate that they should is how difficult it is to write so many jokes with the same punchline and have it not get stale, right? Right. And so I think that I'm not saying that it's the same thing, but I think like it's a gimmick for sure. But I think that you, it's not like, I mean, yeah, it's for, I mean, it's a gimmick. You would say it's a gimmick. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you're like writing material for that gimmick it's not just a gimmick that stands alone and you're you're doing you're writing fucking jokes you know what right. i mean right they may not be jokes that translate directly to stand up but you're writing fucking jokes and also another thing you do on tiktok that i really enjoy and i'll let you talk in a second is it's all there's always a fucking joke oh yeah well i mean I, yeah i just i i yeah you're a goddamn comedian it should be a joke like you yeah. should be on there and, and uh, if i ever put a sincere tiktok video up that does isn't in some way self-deprecating fucking kick me off the app please. right exactly no totally and uh, i did i did want because like first of all I, I really am like surprised by the number of people that are following me because like it just me happened too. so quickly <laughs> it just it was really just over the past month or so that it's really gotten kind of crazy <clears throat> so like when I got over 25,000, I did a quick video where I was thanking people. And in my mind, I really was like, this is going to be just a quick, sincere. Thank you for following me. I appreciate the support because I also knew that people enjoy that sort of stuff. It's happy, go lucky, all that sort of stuff. But halfway through it, I was making myself sick. <laughs> and so yeah. I had to finish it off with, you know, some sort of like shit on myself joke. I don't even remember yeah. what it was, but like at the end I did, I turned it around, but. But yeah, I've I've always thought I don't know. Even when I was uh, when I would do wrestling promos, if I was just by myself, I would every once in a while reference someone off camera, just because I've always thought that that was funny, and yeah. it was it was easy way to make a joke. And it just I, I did two different TikToks where when I was responding to them, I was always like, "What's that?" And then people started commenting it in the the messages and stuff. So it was kind of an organic thing that uh again will never translate properly to stage at all so yeah it's not something i'm, I'm gonna even think about bringing to stand up but at least it's still like i said at least tiktok still shows the the overall personality that i have even on stage yeah i mean i think like there's probably some people like like here's what i'll say if the okay boomer girl um <laughs> if she decided she wanted to do stand up she'd probably sell out every oh, yeah. comedy club she wanted to go to right but i think like this is, i was talking to to uh gabriel rutledge about this but like you know i don't know what it's gonna be probably like if we're all being honest like the thing that's gonna propel us to stardom is nothing we're never gonna get there that's probably right. the truth right right but but what i what i would have hated is if something propelled me to stardom and i just was not able to deliver once like clubs would sell out do you know what i mean yeah oh exactly well get, and you, we see that i mean i can't think of any specific examples because i don't i don't care about like the, the you know like the super famous tiktokers or youtubers or whatever mm -hmm. I, I it just doesn't translate to me but like i hear about that all the time with these guys going out and they do sell out clubs or even theaters and they're huge names but i you can't you can't be good at stand-up if you're not putting in the work as a stand-up right you know I mean, it, there's certainly people who start out better, better than others, right? Oh, like, sure, yeah. And I'm not putting you in that category, but the uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, there's people. I I remember I saw this dude one time. 
I hate this guy, by the way, now, um, because I saw him go up and I was like, I was in the back of a comedy club um, with other comics of my level. And we saw this guy and we're like, he said something and we're like, oh shit, this guy's fucking good. Is this, I've never seen this guy before. And then he said something about growing up in Portland and we're like, oh, thank God he's a Portland comic. Like, no wonder we haven't seen him. He must be, he must've been in Portland for a long time. And then he came back and he's like, oh no, that was my second time doing standup. And we're like, fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, no, for real, it was my second time. And then he quit after like his fifth time. What? Well, because... He like first off, I guarantee you the story he tells is that I was just so good. Like, why even keep trying? Right. Uh, but the other, but the other thing is, like, I mean, yeah, he had like a real natural ability for it, but it, it takes a lot of. He also went up, by the way, like times three through five. He bombed. Yeah, you know that's that's like the, my first time. I wouldn't say that I necessarily bombed because I've done way worse than I did my first time. But my sure. first time went better than I thought it would. But, like, uh, I have a friend who he did two or three open mics in a weekend. It was the only mics he'd ever done. And he did well on all three of them. He had very yeah. short sets, but he had, like, you know, he had it down. It was funny. And then I think he did, like, his fourth set, and he bombed a little bit. And he's just been so trepidatious about ever trying it again. Because if you have your level, you know, if you don't accept the fact that that's going to happen, yeah. psychologically, it fucks with you. Well, that's also <laughs> I mean, assume. <laughs> I can't wait to see you bomb again. I know. <laughs> I dude, I'm so excited for the time you try because you're going to forget this conversation and you're going to try to bring a TikTok gimmick onto stage. I'm going to laugh so fucking hard <laughs> when you look into an audience and say, what's that? And nobody fucking responds. And uh, I'm hoping for dead silence followed by like one guy going, we didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like, I think that there's definitely... Uh, there's, I think that it's useful to bomb at a point, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, I think, I mean, I, I think the other thing too is I've thought of this recently because, because I, the few times I've done stand up, they involve <clears throat> a decent amount of bombing. I, I did 30 <laughs> minutes, I did 30 minutes in front of five drunk white dudes, uh, at like two in the afternoon or four in the afternoon a couple weeks or a week ago. And, uh, I could fuck, I guess it is a couple weeks ago now. Anyway, like there's some bombing that's going to happen in that, right? It's like the first time I'm going to stand up, I'm doing 30 and it's five dudes that will not shut the fuck up to let me do material. Like at one point they told me to stop doing material and just do crowd work. Right. right. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, that's fine. If that's what you want, you guys, it's a private show. You rented out the club. Basically I will do that. But yeah, man, I mean, you just gotta like, sometimes you just gotta like acknowledge like, first off, I started out, like, telling them that I would bomb. I was going to bomb for 90 minutes in front of them. Uh, but, yeah, like, dude, I don't know. It's even fun sometimes. Yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. saying you, that's not the outcome you want. But when you realize, like, I, I think back on this set all the time that I did. Um, I remember, do you ever have the, have you had these moments yet where you think you figured out stand-up? You have a oh, set yeah. where you're like, oh, fuck, I think I know. I'm good at this now. I know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. I was having a couple of those sets. And then I was like, I had written some new material and it was going really well. And I was like, I want to, I want to submit this material. This is like festival submission quality material. I want to record this set. Um, I'm doing, I was recording an album for a guy at Tacoma comedy club. And I was like, I'm going to do a guest spot. I'm going to have good audio. I'm going to have a good crowd. I'm going to record. 
this set. It's going to be good. And uh, I went up and did, I, I was doing seven minutes and the jokes that had been working great, the new material, just fucking nothing. Like an alarming oh. level of nothing. Like, like, and then what I realized as I got through the beginning of it is that not only was it nothing, but I was actively turning off the crowd. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> like now I'm, I'm hurting the show. <laughs> like <laughs> the person that comes up after me, it's fucking their setup how badly I'm doing. So I went from going, I'm going to record this new material to like, I'm going to do anything I can to try to get us back to zero before the end of this. <laughs> and I don't think I got us there, by the way. Like, I think I, maybe I got us to negative 15. By, and the, the fucked up thing was uh, the headliner the night before, a guy that he knew who's a Seattle comic now, uh, or actually not even, I think he's since moved in the pandemic, but he, uh, he did a guest spot and he did seven minutes. I know he did seven minutes because I was running the light the night before. And apparently while I was on stage, the headliner was like, how much fucking time is he doing? And when I came uh, off, he's like, how much time did you do? And I was like, seven minutes. He goes, five minutes. Every guest spot is five minutes. And I think he realized that he was being a dick right then. And right. he goes, he goes, uh, he like softened it. He goes, you know, like, cause if you're, uh, preparing to, if you're preparing to go on like uh kimmel or or uh colbert it's always five minutes so if you're doing a guest spot you always want to do five minutes because you're preparing for your late night set and then he goes all you need man listen you just gotta write five good minutes to me <laughs> i was like i was way i was embarrassingly late into doing comedy when this happened by the way like I feel confident in saying I had well over five minutes of material. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it bombed. I bombed so hard that this like national touring headliner <laughs> thought that I just like was like the sound guy that was like, I'm going to try comedy tonight <laughs> for seven minutes. That's it's, it's so crazy how like you can have shit like like a five minute set that's so that always works everywhere. And then one night it just doesn't. Like it's so weird. Well, and you like, can, Todd, but uh, not <laughs> well, it's like even if like maybe the first half of it doesn't go well, so then the rest of it, you're it's already in your head. But it's so weird yeah. how like all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, stuff that, and then the next night it'll it'll be perfectly fine again. Yeah. Well, I actually see. So when I started, I was pretty like rehearsed, and I couldn't really go off script at all. And now I have some jokes that I would call like uh, they don't pass. Oh my god, I can hear your fucking heart beating, I think. What are you like you sound like <laughs> speaking of which you sound like Tony Soprano breathing into that microphone now. <laughs> did, I, did I say that on this podcast about my sister? I I definitely didn't say it to you. So um in the pandemic, I've realized I've taken a lot of videos of my daughter, and I can just hear myself breathing in every fucking video. Yeah. It's so upsetting. And I thought that it was because I was fat. And then if I got thin again, I could take video on my phone without embarrassing myself. But my sister is in very good shape and she came over for Christmas. And I think she breathes louder than I do. Really? It's dude. It's I got no hope. I'm just going to be a loud breather my whole fucking life. 
I, I've noticed that a lot with TikTok. I actually, I, I bought, uh, is it pronounced Lavier microphone? Lavalier. Lavalier. And I have this one. And so a lot of times on TikTok, I'll, I'll put the microphone on and the breathing, my breathing is so ridiculous if it's mic'd because it'll, it'll literally just be like, uh, so what did one Mexican say to another? <sighs> What's that? <laughs> you know, and it's like, <clears throat> and then I'm like, Jesus, I can't, put, I got to like reshoot this whole thing again. Yeah, it's like it's to me like every home video of my daughter is just it has a soundtrack of me just like <laughs> <laughs> it's so upsetting. Like it's they're gonna be unwatchable for a variety of reasons. Right. Um so anyways, uh I was talking to so I have a couple jokes that I like I don't think they would pass the like highest purity standards of woke jokes, right? <laughs> right. And uh what I have though is and I think I think people don't appreciate that this happens is like I'm listening to if the crowd laughs at this, then I'm telling this part of the joke. And if they don't laugh at this, well, then that joke's going to get cut and it's going to get replaced with this. And if they don't laugh at either of these things, well, then I'm not telling this other joke later on in the set. Like how much uh, on the fly adjustment is happening on stage? I think people maybe aren't aware of. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Good input, Todd. <laughs> well i was gonna say like it's uh i always draw parallels between stand-up and, and wrestling just because of how long i did wrestling for it so like there were guys who would sit there in the dressing room for a couple of a good uh for a couple of hours and just go over every single aspect of their match from lockup to pinfall and rehearse it and walk through it and constantly and and I always just like having a few ideas and a few things that we're probably going to do, but you still have to, you know, if you go out there and you're grappling and the crowd can't care, wouldn't care less, then you want to like turn it into a brawl or whatever. Like you got to turn, you got to change it a little bit. So right. like when I, when I first started doing stand up and I had three jokes and had to fill five minutes with it, that was impossible to do. Now I do have, you know, a little bit more material. Even when I did that one private show, I, it wasn't that the two people audience wasn't into what was going on, but it, everything just kind of led to a totally different bit that I wasn't planning sure. on doing. So do you remember I how Im impossible like 10 minutes felt? Oh my God. Yeah. I remember what? the first time I told two jokes in one night. Cause I, the first bit I have, the first bit I ever did was like a full, I still have, um, I fucking hope a much better version of it in my act, but it's, it's like three minutes long. And so it was just one joke. And so the, I think at the time the Tacoma comedy club open mic went, they would, you would start at three minutes. And then as you got like better or were around more often, they would graduate you to four minutes and then to five minutes. And, uh, when I went to four minutes, I was like, well, fuck, I need to add another joke. I don't have another joke. I've never even transitioned from one joke to another joke, which seems so like stupid and easy now. But I was like this, the two jokes I have, they don't really like, there's not a great transition between them. And I remember just thinking like, God, can you imagine 10 minutes? And then you think of like people doing an hour 20 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, and I think it was January of 2019 I'm trying to remember, make sure that I have the uh, year straight, but I know you couldn't care less. So let's yeah. just say it was January of 2019. I did um, a bar in Olympia, an open mic there, and Michael Tiemont was running it. And he, 
he said that I could do 15 minutes, which like at the time, you know, and he's like, he's like, you can do 15 minutes, right? And I was like, yeah. And at the time yeah. I'd done like seven, maybe. <laughs> so you know, of course it was horrible. I died a thousand deaths. It was terrible. But what I loved about it was a year later in January of 2020, uh, I was, I did like 30 minutes in Bellingham. Um, you know, so it was just, it was cool to, you know, f be able to put that time in and get the, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think of, well, especially the thing that I think is, is, I think as you get better, the, it stops, the crowd stops mattering as much. So like, I know the place in Olympia you're talking about, and I know the place in Bellingham you're talking about, and neither one of them is like, packed the gills with attentive audience members all the time. I think the Bellingham one it can be good. It's never been good when I've done it. I will say that. Like I've heard well, that's stories. Not surprising. <laughs> I I've done fine there, but it's the it's always like the thing where it's uh first off, I that is so fucking far away. Right. And, and uh you're like you're like uh you're last up on the show. Every audience member has left. It's just the local comics when I've done it. And they're like pretty good, but still you're like, I know these are comics. So I know that like the, they're not laughing at the things that an audience would laugh at. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was, where I was going. Oh, I have a story. I was, uh, I did a show. So a dude named Corey Michaelis, who will be on this podcast at some point. I've, I've uh, been a bad, I've done a bad job scheduling Corey because I'd like this podcast to have some fucking listeners when I have uh, Corey Michaelis on. Uh, <laughs> so, what am I here for? I'm not bringing any listeners. Now, yeah, I, know. I know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to desperately beg you to share a clip of this on your TikTok. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm I'm so narcissistic, by the way, just off of this. I'm so narcissistic that anytime anyone has me on a, a podcast, and I, I really do genuinely and i hate to say this i really do like this podcast so i love coming on here this is my second time hopefully second of you know dozens but uh i've done like she like you think this is gonna last dozens <laughs> i've done shitty podcasts that have no listeners whatsoever and i still will like share it all over my my social media and just be like i i, I was on a podcast so, um, yeah, I'll definitely do that. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go back to your story. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I wouldn't say this podcast has no listeners, but I've seen the – I used to do all of the, like, post-production work for Corey's podcast, the Stripper Whisperer one, and I've seen the numbers that he was getting on that, and I would say that they are not what this one's getting. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I love the idea of that Stripper Whisperer one, though. That was a, That's a, just a fun idea. Was, I thought it was really good. I was surprised the Patreon wasn't more successful because it was videos with the actual strippers. And I was like, I think there's enough dudes out there that would pay for this. But yeah, yeah. For sure. anyway, I think he's bringing it back, by the way. That's a that's nice. a, a hot, a hot tip. I think keep an eye out for the stripper Whip whisperer podcast. Anyway. Um, oh, what the fuck? Oh, so I was doing his show in Everett. He has like the best bar show in the fucking history of the world. Uh, it's at Emery's on Silver Lake and, um, it sells out like 200 people. Nice. And, and I went up to do a guest spot and like the guy, so he hosts it. And then he had another guest spot before me and the guy that he's like from Utah or something. And he just like kind of went up and ate shit before me. And then I went up 
I think there were two guest spots. I think it was me. It was, do you know, did you ever meet Maddie Downs? No. By the way, if anyone is listening that doesn't do comedy in fucking Seattle or Everett, this is not an exciting uh, conversation we're having. <laughs> so Maddie Downs did a guest spot. She has like family out there. She did well. Then the guy went before me. He didn't do great. And then I went up and I did, I had like a very good set. And there were these people in the audience who I can tell you who they were off, off uh, mic, who they had just started booking another show uh, in the area. And I had, and I had found out about it and I said, it was like the perfect storm of events where they saw me do like the best seven minutes I'd ever done in my entire life. They happened to be booking a show and they needed someone to do 30 before Dwayne Goad, who was also the headliner of this, uh, of nice this Corey Michaela show. And, uh, I probably had about, a I don't know, 17 minutes of good and, uh, you know, another six of bad. And then we're going to fill in the rest with, I did 30, right? <clears throat> I filled 30. Nice. I would say they were not happy. They should not have been happy with the 30 that they that they got. I mean, some of the crowd liked it, but it was like, you know, it was pretty rough. A lot of the jokes, you know, like a lot of the jokes I would never tell now, but um, here we are. Uh, so, okay, but let's talk more about TikTok, Todd. TikTok, okay. Todd. I fucking TikTok, hate Todd. that. Oh, come nice. on. You love it. I don't. I don't love it. So how do you wait? Think... Wait until I wait until I have my Toddcast. Yeah, I know. Why, why don't you have a podcast? You need a microphone or what? I, I actually, uh, my back room here, I'm, I'm working on and uh, turning it into an office slash studio over the next couple of weeks. So I'll be getting a microphone and a whole setup. And I've been kicking around some ideas for because I, I don't. I mean, I don't think that the Todd Royce podcast is necessarily going to be a big seller. So I've been trying to kick around some themed type shows sure. that I could do. Um, well, let me know because I know I've made every mistake you can possibly make with microphones. So I, I will definitely talk to you about that. I actually had a podcast like 10 years ago. I tried a wrestling podcast because I was friends with a guy named Brian Alvarez, who anybody who pays attention to wrestling online will know that name. But he <clears throat> had uh, the Wrestling Observer podcast. And at one point he had like 10,000 listeners and they had to pay like $12 a month to join his to sure. actually to get the shows. So I'm like constantly like, God, and the, the money that he made. And I'm so, I'm such an idiot. So I was just like, I'll start my own podcast, but I'll only charge $5. Now he's like, got all these connections. I have nobody. <clears throat> I interviewed people yeah. that hadn't wrestled since 1965. Um, and uh, it, it went, I, I think I had like four, subscribers and i don't think like i never gave them their money back but it was like five dollars for a month whatever but uh so you, you still had one of the most successful podcasts in the history of podcasting because you made twenty dollars <laughs> in one month exactly uh yeah i mean I, you know that's that's great that you it is well what happened did bigfoot almost fall yeah i uh, i accidentally hit the the bigfoot back here uh that's that's kind of a funny thing actually about it's really interesting because TikTok, I think, TikTok podcasting, all this stuff. We, it's uh, this is what I'm kind of wondering about TikTok specifically because, to me, I've never seen something where building a following has been easier. Right. Which I haven't built the following that Todd Royce XXL has built, but clearly, like I'm slowly growing it uh, yep. 
after you know actually what i would say is in the very small amount of time i've been putting effort in i've it's it's grown decently right yeah absolutely um but what i don't i still can't figure out is like how is this going to translate to getting people to come to comedy shows and the so the thing about that is there's probably a thing where it's like yeah get to five million followers and who gives a shit if if all of them see if everybody that lives in san diego sees that you're coming to san diego on tiktok enough you only need to sell a thousand tickets or something like that right but yeah it just seems like one there's like a uh but i also think the thing i think we've talked about this kicking the money down the road has always been good in my opinion in comedy where it's like yeah you're doing this tiktok content you don't have to get paid to do tiktok you don't have to get paid to do a podcast that's not really where the benefit in any of those things are at least that's not where the primary benefit is so like the idea to me of charging your customers five dollars to to i know i know you're like i'm not a million years ago that's like you know that's just what you you how you learned about podcasting was through this guy that had a following and was making 12 grand a month and probably not giving you any of it but uh is that right <laughs> no yeah that? yeah no 100 percent, not at all um but now like what do you think what is how are you gonna fucking make this you know 30,000 almost followers hopefully more eventually what how, how is it what is the path to uh selling tickets making money off of that so like to me i think that um i think that first of all uh what i would do is uh i'm gonna try once once my tiktok followers gets up more I want to really try to push uh, Twitter and Instagram as well because um, I've been getting just random follows and people messaging me, you know, I, I found you on TikTok, yada, yada, yada. And I think that, so right off the bat, when you have those, you know, bigger numbers on social media, it'll help with getting booked initially, even if, you know, even if that doesn't translate. Sure. But I do think that like, if the if the stuff that you're putting out like like you are as well. Besides your stand-up clips, a lot of the clips that you you post on TikTok, it's showing who Casey McLean is. It's not like, you know, you're you're presenting yourself in one way that's completely different than on stage. It's not like I'm not I'm not lip syncing or doing a dance video. Right. You're not doing that. You're not like on on TikTok playing with your dog and then going on stage and talking about, you know, fucking whores and getting cocaine or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're you're showing who you are. And I think that to an extent that's the same model as like, you know, comedians that had TV shows or whatever would show some form of their personality and then that would help, you know, sell out theaters and stuff like that. So if that translates, if you get enough uh, of a following to where it can translate to you drawing people in certain towns or whatever, I think that'll definitely help. Um, and I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I saw this, we, we've both seen little Shirley's boy, right? Mm -hmm. He's, he's a TikToker, but I've literally seen him go from having 25 followers to having a hundred and I think 160,000 followers now. So you can make that kind of, you know, huge jump. And yeah. if you do, I, I can't, you know, I got to assume that in a lot of places you're going to be able to, to draw some money. I saw this dude recently, I recently re-followed this guy. I have a thing about uh, social media where I just end up constantly unfollowing people because 
what the fuck am I following this 23 year old dude? Uh, anyway, he's like a pretty funny guy. Oh man. I can't think of his Twitter handle, but I, when I followed him before the first time he had like 370,000 and he does these videos. I'm sure you see them cause I, I get them a lot and I imagine you're in my feeds are relatively similar. Uh, but it's like, it's kind of like him doing dad jokes to his parents right something simba i don't remember his uh he's a football player i actually looked up his and he's like a college football player but i looked today i looked today he he had another video come up and they're like you know like i said they're like kind of stock jokes internet jokes um which whatever and they're like it's always like a contest like like telling them to your parents or like you know whoever laughs first has to get shot with a nerf thing or drinking out like drink a shot or whatever uh He's got like four and a half million followers in whatever the month I've been paying attention to TikTok. He went from 370,000 to four and a half million in like literally from the period I unfollowed him to the time I followed him back when I was like, it's cause he does, they try to do like stand up. He tries to do like stand up with like a, like it's like a, a, a black fraternity. Right. And right. it's like, it's, it's really interesting to me because it's just like, this dude's interpretation of what stand-up is is like very different from what I think stand-up is. And by the way, I think I'm right. I don't think he's going to be successful. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think this dude's probably genuinely funny, but the thing he's doing, he could probably sell out comedy clubs right now if he wanted to. Right. But what he's doing is not what stand-up is. I think if you have, if you have millions of followers on anything, you can, you'd be able to sell out clubs or sell out. But see, so I have this weird thing where every once in a while I will convince myself that I might become successful at something, even though life has shown Big me mistake. over the past four decades. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, like even to the point where like if the uh, if the Powerball is up to a billion dollars, I'd sit there and think about, geez, what would I do with a billion dollars? And then I wind up getting stressed because... When I buy all of the things that I want to buy, I run out of money and, oh, shit, I forgot to give my mom some money here or whatever. And it's like that with this. Because I think about, like, what if I wound up with two, three million followers on TikTok? The comedy world doesn't know me. So yeah. they would know me, like, comedians and clubs and theaters. They might want to use me, but they would know me as a TikTok guy not a stand-up comedian who does TikTok. Right. And for some reason, I hate the idea of comedy not seeing me as a comedian, but seeing me as one of these TikTok guys who... Well, us, you know. I said this to you before off the podcast, and I will. I stand by this, and I reserve the right to feel this way about you myself, which is nobody's going to congratulate you as you pass them. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's And, I, and pass them is like a, a couple, means a couple things, right? It's like, first off, in this region, there's no comedian that's a draw. Right. Maybe Jubal Flag, Jubal uh, Fresh is a draw because he has a radio show. Right. Uh, Gabriel Rutledge has been doing comedy for 20 years. He's a draw once a year in one city. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> right. this, is like, this is like, I mean, I you know, he and I have talked about this. Like, he's the best comedian in the Northwest. Yes. And most of the people don't know who he is, right? I've said this to you. He's our fucking David Tell. Yep. And I'll be like, hey, do you know who Gabriel Relig is to people when they find out I do comedy? Because I think he's so fucking good. 
and people are no i've never heard of him and then you show them and they're like oh my god this guy's so great i can't believe yeah. i've never heard of him and it's like yeah of course because you aren't in fucking at the omaha funny bone or whatever <laughs> right. you know what i mean like like uh or you're not you're not at tacoma comedy club at an off weekend because so i think one one part of the, the deal is uh you're becoming somebody that's a draw in this area you're in like unprecedented no there's no like yeah they're gonna see you as a tiktok guy because there's no comedian that's done what you're saying here so nobody's gonna think that you're this is my the, i'm encouraging you to be a tiktok guy uh, in a way but, but the other the other thing is is uh there's a lot of people i mean it, who's your favorite comic like or i guess let me rephrase that who's your favorite like uh what would you call that like a like modern day comic not like maybe you like richard pryor but i mean like someone who's not a star not like a household name that's probably what i mean so i don't know if this counts with what you're saying but i am a big fan of tim dylan okay but i mean tim dylan so tim dylan's actually not a bad example because tim dylan has this extremely popular podcast and right so and tim dylan got famous you know in part because he does like the joe rogan podcast and shit like that so again that's what i'm saying is like he didn't become famous off stand-up nobody nobody nobody's mistaking tim dylan for not a comic right uh, i mean he is a great comic i mean name name like another guy name another guy uh, we can just do this the whole time let's do this for another hour mark and norman okay mark norman did a bunch of shit like uh best week ever type of shit like like these guys are doing other stuff because like a lot of those like best week ever and guy code girl code like those launched a lot of careers right. and some of those people wanted to keep doing the guy code girl code shit and like a lot of them a lot of those people are now like your favorite comics right like dan soder was a a guy code guy uh andrew schultz was one of the guy code guys charlemagne the god that dude do you know who that guy is yeah he's yeah a comic he's not a comic but like there were careers launched off of that shit that like of course they, those people look back on that shit and they're like oh man this is this is not what i want to represent me and you know what they did is they just fucking did a bunch of shit after that that now what represents them is their stand-up but like you're not going to get the opportunity to headline clubs for a long time and like you're almost dead dude fucking you're not gonna you're not gonna grind your way to being a headliner right. soon right you know what i mean right. yeah, so yeah. If you want to if you want to skip some paces there's going to be some people that call you a hack along the way that fuck man that's a good that's a good point that's a and fuck also the, and let me go on the road with you i think that's that's actually the most encouraging thing i've heard in a long time because that is something that's in the back of my mind but that makes perfect sense so i mean i also think like uh, here we go. Don't start doing this. No, no, no. This isn't. This isn't going to be bad. Don't start. I would encourage you to not like give in to the TikTok shit, right? Like, I think that uh, again, like I watched your videos and I don't go like, oh, this guy's completely lost in right. In well, the, I, I still think like I. A lot of times, people have asked me like, "I I can't believe you don't have more followers and stuff like that." And, uh, you know, yeah, that's my mom, but still, um, no, uh, I like she doesn't followers... follow you. By the way, we've <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> yeah, no, she does not. Uh, but we've, uh, you know, people have asked me, you know, I I can't believe you don't have more followers, and um, I kind of there's part of me that kind of almost likes the fact that I have sort of a smaller following as far as like a large following goes because. I feel like there's more of a connection with those people and they're they're meaning that they're more connecting with my sense of humor 
So I'm not sure. changing to try to get more people. It, it's truly disgusting to me how much the people that follow you like you. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't like going on because, and I, we've talked about this, like, I don't like going on there and feeling like I'm actually potentially fucking something up by like, you know, roasting you or trolling in the, in the, when you do this, <laughs> by the way, I'm not giving you, uh, I'm not uh, praising you on your TikTok lives. I want to make that clear. <laughs> no. I think your videos are very funny. <laughs> My lives, I hate. See, you always, you all, and you always call me out on that too. Cause like, I'll, I'll, you go on live and then people are asking you questions. And I'm always trying to keep up with the questions that they're asking. I'm trying to make jokes off of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you and I will, you know, if you happen to drop by and you're, you're in, a, you're watching it. I keep expecting you to roast me. You don't because, you know, which is cool. You've, you've explained that before. But like then we'll talk afterwards and I'm like, I hate going live. And you're like, I don't think that you do. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that you hate it. I, I think mean... I think you're embarrassed that you like it, which is how I feel about TikTok completely, by the way, is that I fucking like it. And I yeah. don't like I like watching it. It's like perfectly listen, when I first got it and I would open it up and it's already playing, I was like, This is too much. Right. And now I'm fucking I'm like why do I have to scroll on Instagram to get something to play? You know what I mean? Like, no, I think one, I think you like it Two, I think, uh, you have people, th this is my, there's a couple worries I have about going on. Cause I I'm finally eligible to go live. You have to get a thousand followers to be able to go live. Uh, the thing I'm worried about is going on and nobody comes on or one person comes on. <laughs> That's fucking sounds embarrassing. Yeah, the the first couple of times that I I tried to do live was when I was at like maybe two thousand followers and nobody like every once in a while I would say like user nine zero three seven one two six has joined and I'll be like hi user and then it would be like he's exited the room <laughs> all right yeah yeah so that's like the other thing about it is it doesn't seem like you got to have like a tripod or something I'm curious you should screenshot it next time so that I can see what it looks like because I'm kind of worried about how uncomfortable i'll be the whole time i'm doing it because i hate doing stuff on my phone right. i wish i could do it like this i wish i could you know what i mean yeah 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 and i don't like i just hold my phone mainly because the only tripod i have i'm gonna be buying so much stuff when i get this office set up but uh the only tripod that i have only holds my phone uh you know sideways which doesn't right. work on tiktok because then i'd, I'd be on my side but so I have to actually hold it and then, and it really is just, uh, you know, constantly having to, to read the comments and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. And I think the other part of it is like, it's sucking, which I think is because I think you and I have different personalities where you're nicer than I am. Right. <laughs> I think we would agree on that. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not, you're not a very nice guy. So I'll read things that people say to you and I'm like, I would be fucking tearing this person apart. <laughs> like this is, this sucks. This person sucks. Or I saw this lady the other day and I, by the way, like I fucking love her in one way because she got you pretty fucking good. It was Karen with an eye fittingly. Yeah. And she, she just goes, I expected this to be funnier. No, yeah. uh, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I was that. like, I mean, again, it's like it's a fucking you get free entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're you're paying zero for this, you fucking 
asshole. <laughs> but also, like, that's the exact reason that you don't go live, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's for that exact reason. But see, I think <clears throat> to counter that, uh, I think that a lot of people do like the the live portion of it because you know then then they're connected with you, and it's not like I don't know. Like I really like <laughs> this is going to sound so much like I'm just kissing uh, ass or blowing smoke, but I really do like a lot of the people that are following me and and, con and commenting. Like I go back and I follow them and I'm watching their videos and stuff like that, and it's a really cool group of people. Yeah, you're a creep, dude. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're not going to hear this. There's that. But I mean, how many of these people uh, have a podcast app on their phone? Probably none. They're going to listen. These are these are TikTok people. I just picked up 25. You're a, you're a draw now, dude. I'm actually paying you to do this podcast. because <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the listenership up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's like anything, right? Like, I think if you. Real quick, uh, going back to what you were saying, uh, sorry, but about, uh, you know, uh, people doing these other things that draw people to, to stand up in reality, that model hasn't really changed. It's just how we go about it now, I guess. Cause like, you know, uh, like we said before, like a sitcom, a guy, uh, you know, people, someone might've gone on Johnny Carson back in the eighties and gotten a sitcom. And, you know, before the sitcom, nobody knew who they were. They just happened to sure. go on Johnny Carson. They get a show. And then next thing you know, they're doing they're doing really huge things. So I think that the Internet and people who use podcasts or social media, whether it's TikTok or whatever, um, I think that is sort of like a, a great way to not only to not only reach countless people and to potentially grow your career that way, but also to have full control over what you are presenting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I think I think that the thing about going on Johnny Carson is you get the sitcom from your stand up. And and the thing right. about the thing that people bristle at about TikTok, and I understand it, is that it's it's not your stand up. We've seen I mean people that you and I both know are doing TikTok in a way where it's like, dude, are you are you fucking eleven are you an eleven year old girl? <laughs> man right nondescript man or woman that i might be speaking about like <laughs> like what the fuck is go what is the thought process like what are you doing this for because, right because like and this might be like an age thing or a level of i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but uh i don't like social media as like a communication device in any way I mean, you know me, actually, like, and maybe you dis would disagree with me on this because I don't fuck with social media in the way that a lot of people do in that I basically use it 100% self-serving. I've turned off all the things that force other people's opinions into my life. I unfollow people. I mute people. I do whatever I can to just get all that shit. I'm never arguing with people on the Internet. It never happens. You'll never see me involved in an Internet dispute. And I guess the, the thing about that is, like, I also would, like, uh, I'm not like, I'm not going to use my kids for likes or my daughter for likes or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not that desperate for fucking validation. One month later, you got your daughter like <laughs> lip syncing to different down. songs on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a cute kid. She could, I could yeah. fucking, I could, I could squeeze some followers out of that broad, but 
I'm, I love the idea that that's a thought that's in your head because this is, I think, the second or third time you've said those exact words to me. So I know somewhere inside you're like, I mean, I could just like once or twice put her up on TikTok, get the get the views and uh, get my, the followers. My uh, my wife's uncle is uh, not a dad. He has no kids. She, it's not uncle. He's like a second cousin kind of thing. But uncle age. He's if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that's an uncle, not a cousin. Right. And he's always commenting on photos that my wife posts like, oh, my God, if I was if I was uh, her dad, I'd be sending her picture to every modeling agency around. And I'm like, yeah, that's why it's good that you're not her dad. Like, you <laughs> right. know what I mean, like that's yeah, I'm trying to be a good dad, not a not a, not a beneficiary. If I was her dad, I would make so much money off of her. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, I think. um I guess, I guess, like ultimately, I my thing is if you keep doing it the way you're doing it, you don't have to be ashamed. Let me open for you when you get big. <laughs> uh, I saw some when lady I in Philadelphia. I saw some lady in Philadelphia. Hey, I'm not even gonna make a size joke because I want to <laughs> open for you that bad. Uh, I saw someone in Philadelphia saying they wanted to have you out to their theater. I will gladly accompany you. Uh, make sure you get a guarantee, because I don't know how the hell you're going to sell tickets. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> See, that's 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 my thought, too, is because I've seen that sort of stuff happen. I've seen it where, uh, you know, producers or promoters or whatever will get this idea, like, oh, I really dig this person. Like, it even happened to me with, with comedy. After uh, one of the Kill Tonys, someone that's a, a huge, apparently, Kill Tony fan, called me up and was like, come do this show. And I, I went out there and, and did it. And, you know, I didn't draw. I mean, like nobody, you know, nobody knew me yeah. or anything like that. And that was the one, his introduction was, are you guys big fans of comedy? And the place pops. And then he goes, how many of you watch Kill Tony? And nothing. <laughs> and then he's like, well, here's a guy from Kill Tony. <laughs> and it's like the worst introduction ever. Yeah, I on TikTok I've gotten a couple of the people that are like, "Dude, come to Charleston, South Carolina," or "Dude, I'm in, uh, I'm hoping to get stationed in Oklahoma," uh, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'll be in Oklahoma," and then you know who knows if they're ever gonna get stationed there. But the people will be like, "Oh man, when are you coming to fucking whatever place?" And I'm like, "Dude, I mean, never is the answer. I mean, it's <laughs> never, or it's like when I either choose to lose money going there, or." they someone there fucking is stupid enough to overpay me to come out there like this person i'm sure lost money on whatever kill tony fame they were trying to they were trying <laughs> to benefit off of or at least credibility if not if not money uh i yeah it's like it's it's uh i don't know somebody somebody did say charleston south carolina and i'm like do you know how much money I'd give to fight? Or I mean, literally, how much? How fucking? If I could go and do comedy in Charleston, South Carolina, for free, I would go do comedy in Charleston, South Carolina. But it's like I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars of my own money getting there and staying there, and then, yeah, I mean, of course, I'd love to do like a theater there, but I don't know anything about Charleston, South Carolina, so right. Uh, I think. It, I've seen like the, by the way truly this person with the theater in Philadelphia let me go with you uh I'll uh I'll do 40 you do 50. I but, love I love that when I was like cuz I was like yeah absolutely I I'd love to do it and then he's like I think he recognized how excited I got just but just by the offer like I it's not like I was like 
you know, Expedia uh, looking up flights to Philadelphia or anything like that. But as soon as I started like showing a lot of interest in it, he, you know, he, he's like, oh, I mean, it's, it's a small theater. It's only 150 seats or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's actually a thing, by the way, that you start to realize is if you could sell 150, if you sold 150 seats at five bucks a piece, 750 bucks pays for your flight and hotel out there. Yep. And then yeah. if you can add another show or if you could sell tickets at 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever, like it's not that hard to have like a small following and make some money. I, uh, I wanted to say this before we get off the podcast, I had to let you go which is my way of saying I want to get off this podcast. Um, sure, I get it. Uh, You've been looking, yeah. I, uh, I had a funny moment. that Because you, you described like when you you buy a lottery ticket and you're stressed out about what you're gonna, how you're going to deal with being a billionaire, right? Right. I, uh, there was this open writing submission for this uh, A&E comedy show. I won't. I guess it was. It's, I think it's off the air. It's called. It was called Black and White, Sherrod Small and Christian Finnegan, and I have like. I mean, I think you have this a little bit too. Like, I I think race is like a great way to build tension and release tension. Yeah, absolutely. In comedy, like I think it's, and you you have videos like I think some of your most successful videos, kind of dabble in the tension, yeah. of uh of race, and um, maybe your material. I I don't think I've seen all your material, but uh. Maybe your material does that too. But I, so I wrote like, you know, in retrospect, like I put together a packet, but like, that's fucking, that's a, I bet you it got thrown out pretty quickly. <laughs> but I remember being like, well, I mean, with, I was like, it's a union. Do you know how much union writers make? They make so much fucking money. It's like five grand a week or something like that. Holy so, shit, really? So I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to have a place in New York and, you know, spend weekends, as many weekends as I can in Washington. But my wife, she loves New York, so she'll come out and see me. But what are we going to do with the cat those weeks? <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, it's so much stress. And do I get like, I got to get like a my own place. I can't be a single guy living with room or not a single. I mean, a married guy. Boy, that's a Freudian slip. A married guy <laughs> living in New York with with uh, with roommates. And then like I've got these roommates bringing women back and that's no good. Like I got to have my own place where I can be like a good husband away from every, and like, of course I'm a million miles ahead. I didn't even get a fucking email about this thing. right? I didn't get a fuck you. I got like nothing because they looked at it. And now in retrospect, I look, I've looked at the packet and gone like, what the fuck did it? like, Oh, this guy that's never written a sketch before he put together like a page, uh, not even in script format of fucking bad dialogue <laughs> this is the guy they're like oh yeah let's let's get this piece of shit you know uh but yeah it's funny because you do like you're, it's i i do a lot of the cart before the horse shit and i think like i think that what you're doing with this and being successful with it i think you shouldn't put the cart before the horse especially when the horse is the thing that you're worried about or you shouldn't, let me rephrase that. You shouldn't be worried about putting the cart before the horse because the horse is just other people's opinions. And I think that, like, hopefully what happens is by the time it matters, you're a good enough stand-up that you don't embarrass yourself. And if not, I will help you write jokes on <laughs> as we go on tour together. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> and by the way, I, if I could just throw this out there, and again, this is me caring what uh, other people are thinking. 
I'm not thinking I'm going to have a million followers <laughs> at any point. But it's, it is weird when, like, I have personal friends who I've known for years who are on TikTok right now with about 850,000 followers. So right. when you see that, you're like, oh, it can happen. I think it has democratized, this whole pandemic has democratized comedy, like capital C comedy, not stand-up comedy but right. comedy because there's people who are making man what blow what actually really disgusts me about tiktok is the shit where people it's not like oh i kind of took that joke idea and made it my own there's a lot of shit on tiktok where it's like we're just literally all doing the same joke right right that, there was a couple days ago where i saw one video that was like my first day as a hitman and I was right. Like, I was like, that's so fucking funny. What a creative idea. <laughs> and then on the 15th one I saw, I'm like, oh, OK. So I don't even know if the guy that I liked his thing was the know. original. I'm sure it wasn't because there's a thousand of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 That's that. That one always. Is... And I guess it comes down to uh, those are people that are just they're not necessarily looking to do anything in entertainment or anything like that. At least I would hope not. Like, I would, I would hope not to see. Although I think you and I can both think of at least one person that probably would do that um, or videos yeah, like so. that. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's a it's a weird thing where you're just like, oh, I'll just do that exact same thing. Like even with trends, if I'm going to do a trend or something that's trending, I'll f try to figure out some way to parody it almost like I, I almost look at it as like I have a parody TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's like you're kind of that's to me the point of comedy and why. I think your thing is good is you're kind of like thumbing your nose at what everyone else is doing a little bit while making people laugh. And that's like, yeah, I think like, I think that like, so there's this, uh, this thing going on right now, by the way, like, I can't imagine if someone's listening to this even a month from now and they're like, Oh, the silhouette challenge. <laughs> like, I don't even remember that, but there's this thing, the silhouette challenge where the, the thing is like, it's like a song plays. And then it goes from uh, you're, like, standing there to, like, you're in a sexy outfit. By the way, I think a lot of TikTok is just this, like, scheme to get women into their lingerie. <laughs> right, There's right. been a lot of that that I've seen. But uh, a lot of people are taking this thing very seriously. And then your deal is you're, like, posing sexy in advance of this, like, bass drop or whatever that, that signifies that it changes. And now you're supposed to be in a sexy position. And then you fall down, right? right? I showed this to my wife and we both laughed very hard at it and the, right. because the thing is it's like you're not taking it a lot of people are taking it seriously and the funny thing that you're doing is decidedly not taking it seriously right and i think that's why i don't think that like i am certain that if i dug through all your videos i could find something that you wouldn't be incredibly proud of and that i would make fun of you for but every most of the stuff that i've seen has been like you're a comic still, right? You're not a, you're not a, uh... I also, by the way, like there's a bunch of Seattle people who are crushing it on TikTok. Like you're not the, I think that you're like, this is what I'm saying about it. Democratizing it is yeah, of course. First off, every, every time a new social media platform comes around, I don't know if you have this experience. I'm always like three years too late to it. Right. So right, yeah, like nobody follows anybody on Twitter anymore. I've lost a hundred followers since the election. I don't know if people are leaving or if they fucking hate me or what, I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm not doing anything different, but I've just noticed that it's dropping. And it's like, I don't know if the total user counts dropping, but what I do know is that on TikTok, people follow people when they put out good shit. 
You know, yeah. it used to, yeah. like on on a on Twitter now, it's like this snobbery around even retweeting someone, right? Like, uh, there's this like it's a weird currency that yeah. doesn't exist on TikTok right now yet. I'm sure it will at some point. Eventually, but, yeah, for sure. But for now, it's like yeah, dude, and you can you're like. You know, you're like the fifth most successful Seattle person at TikTok. So don't, you're not like the, you know, you're not the guy that's crushing it in Seattle. Right. Everybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I, I was, uh, that was brought to my attention. Uh, the other day I was doing a thing called the workshop, which you know, you know about, but like, yeah. uh, and Corey was on there. And uh, at the end, they say, you know, like, if you have anything to plug, go ahead and plug it now. And I was like, well, I'm going to try, I'm going to, not big time, but I'm going to like try to make it look like I got a little bit. So I said, you know, I just, I just passed 25,000 followers on TikTok thinking that that was kind of impressive. And then like, uh, Corey followed me on TikTok and I looked at his page because I was already following him, but I looked at his page and he has like 40,000 or something like that. So oh, like, sure. what an idiot I am that I'm like, he's going to be like, wow, 25,000. Yeah. He, uh, there's a dude named Austin Nasso who has like 350,000. He was a Seattle comic. I think he, I think he lives in LA now. I'm supposed to have him. Oh shit. I actually need to respond to an email, um, of his, but he's like, he does like a very, very good Trump impression. The best, I think he does the best Trump. Uh, cause like some people can do the voice, but can't write for it. Right. I think he writes for it well and does a good voice. And then he does a uh, pretty good Biden also. And then does like some other stuff. And he's like, you know, that's the shit to me. It's like, yeah, is his gimmick that he does Trump? Fine. Write for that. Write that joke. Write a, a version of that joke that's like, if you can write that joke and have it still be funny every day, great. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, like, he might have to, if he starts selling out comedy clubs, he might have to do some Trump impressions. Right. I don't think you're going to have to do what's that unless you fuck up and make it so you have to do what's that. If you have to do what's that on stage... That's your fucking fault. And I love the gleam in your eyes. You say that to you. <laughs> There's evil. I, There's evil in here. You know this. I feel like if someone right now came to you and said, look, you're in control. Either Todd becomes super, super successful, wealthy, tours the world with you as his opener. Or Todd starts doing what's that on stage and fails miserably. I feel like <laughs> there'd be a little bit of it's 50 50. Like one of them, I'm like, ooh, I could really be around my daughter a lot still if I wasn't touring and watching and getting equal amount of joy. I don't I don't want to be selling what's that merch. You know what I mean? Like oh, God. Oh, man. My now. I don't mean, by the way, I don't mean that you shouldn't be selling what's that merch. What no. I mean is that. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh yeah, Todd, I'll help you sell your merch out in the front of the no, no, I, roadie. I just pictured that in my head, and now that's kind of become somewhat of a goal of mine now. Just having Casey McLean out there hawking what's that t-shirt? What's that? 25 bucks for a t-shirt, 40 bucks for a hoodie, 60 for both. Uh yeah, we got posters and all that shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to talk to you anymore after that. I got please, you. please get more famous and remember who loved you first. Indeed, will do. And I'm going to go do a live right now, I think. Oh, good. I'm going to come and roll you on it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.